Kia ora, koto everyone. Welcome to Queensland Live podcast. Um, I've got a bit of a sore throat this morning, but you know, keeping myself in my house, not talking to anyone. Um, I'm here with the lovely Natalie Sisson, who is an entrepreneur, speaker, author, I love this, triathlete, which we'll talk about because that's my world too, um, and has a podcast called Untapped and is currently um, boiling a, boiling, baking, (laughs) well, it is boiling, it's quite hot in there, Um, baking a 17-week-old small what what is it now is it like a lemon or a melon it's past that stage actually it's a good point I think it might be yeah like a mango or something towards that yeah bigger than a baseball baby yeah amazing so um (laughs) howdy my welcome um and I always ask everyone how are you and how are you so you can you can answer that however you like I do like that. I'm actually on fire today. I'm really excited because I've just held a live masterclass, which I was mentioning to you, and it was all about how to be up your brave and be confident on camera to uh, a course that I'm delivering. And I just love live events. I just really like the energy that you get off that, meeting all your new students. And and as I said, I was working with one of my team members who's in theatre and drama, and it just left me really energised. So I'm really great this morning. Um, And then how am I? I think I'm in a much better place this week than I was last week when I was in the middle of uh, course launch stress and just the rollercoaster ride, as you probably know, of when you've got high expectations for something you really want to deliver and then things just aren't working out quite the same way and so they've ended up in a really good place but last week I was just like it wasn't it wasn't how it was meant to look and I always find that like good to lean into and learn from but never that much fun to experience totally because have you got um because I know Jen and I talked yesterday so um Jen is a friend of mine and business partner now um and we talked yesterday about the fact that how amazing is it that we've got each other to go, oh, my God, why are we doing this? <laughs> um, who, who's that person for you or who are those people for you that really get? Because often lots of my fr- other friends don't aren't business. They're, you know, they work and well, they're not they've never launched a business or so I don't go to them for that bit. I go mm. to her. I actually feel you're so lucky to have each other. And it's something that I've been thinking about this year is who do I want to collaborate with? I haven't been in a collaboration for so long. I've been in my business for 10 plus years. And so I do have peers and mentors that I reach out to. And actually, it's really lovely being back in New Zealand after 10, 11 years away to start forming this cool community of women here. Um, But I do have a mastermind group that I'm part of. um, And then I just have a couple of close friends on Signal uh, who are entrepreneurs as well in the US and UK who I can just kind of have a little uh, to. But I actually have to say my team uh, is great. Like they're they're newer and we're really committed and a small but mighty team. And and they're good to be able to bounce those things off honestly. Like I give them the lowdown of honestly, this is where we're at. And it's been rare to find a team that's cool with being able to handle that and also reflect back like what can we do so I feel that's part of my support group and of course my partner Josh who's also an entrepreneur and is just great at like leveling me when I'm having a moment or a bit more emotional <laughs> to just go well let's face the facts here and every time I look at the actual stats and the facts which isn't always where I hang it always reveals a different picture to the the heartfelt one that you have yeah totally and I I've realized over the past few years that I'm, I, you know, as a lot of us do, I think very much into the future. Um, mm. Oh God, everything's terrible and it's all going to be awful. And actually it's like, no, 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 look, look at what's going on today. You know, the bills are being paid and the women that you're working with are happy and supported. Um, 
and you've got, you know, and you, and that wanting to be so far ahead of yourself, like we constantly do that. You know, I'm like, no, I want to be there right now. And it's like, no, no, just pull it back and actually enjoy that shitty, excited, frustrated, you know, amazing feeling that you're feeling right now. And then you can use that in the rest of what you're doing when you're working with those other women. Exactly. It just it builds resilience. If you can't learn the lesson from it, I feel that's actually the failure, even, even though it can suck at the time. Yeah. So I think always just having that reflection point is really, really good. And as you said, a sounding board to sound off with because um, they often put it in perspective. Yeah, totally. So I was looking at your, I love uh, reading about people online when you read, you know, you've got podcasts and you've got books and you've got you're doing coaching and you're, you know, and you're pregnant. And we just talked before about the whole, mm-hmm. the juggle is real. I have a three and a half year old and trying to do all the things, but also knowing that I can't do all the things anymore and having a partner who is also wanting to do all the things. Um, <laughs> how, how are you feeling about are you? Like, what's the feeling about that? Have you thought about that much about what that, cause you, you don't know, right? You don't know until you're you in You don't it. know what you don't know, but I have witnessed a lot of super mums and amazing women just pretty much juggling it all. Um, I think I'm actually really excited because I had a full year planned out like you and Jen of promotions and courses and events and my books coming out. And it's and then I had to literally cut that in half and go, well, realistically, probably from June, July on, I'm not going to be that much cop and I don't know what state I'll be in. And so let's just readjust those expectations. And I'm also secretly looking forward to just being able to stop. Um, And I'm not using the baby as an excuse, but in some ways I am. And I've never had that before in my life. And I think it's been interesting to see my shifting priorities away from being less all on on ambition and more all in on community and relationships and love and caring and just being very mindful of how our lives are going to shift dramatically, which I I know they will. And each mum will tell us that. Um, And then kind of just leaning into what it's (laughs) really going to be like. And I think a lot of that depends on your baby right and your attitude to it um so all the unknown factors I kind of embrace yeah totally and I remember my sister saying to me when I look back I you know she's like you you have to surrender like that word was huge for me mm-hmm. you have to surrender to some of it and I and when I look back now I didn't I I was like this you know I no I'm not gonna stop doing all the stuff just because I've had but I opened my computer after two weeks you know I was like I'm I'm going back to Did work you? yeah and I got back on my bike after oh I think it was I think I got back on my bike after two weeks and then went home and went I really shouldn't have done that yet because <laughs> <laughs> I also try enjoy triathlon like that's my thing too um but looking back I really wished I'd have been one a lot kinder to myself um but also slowed down the fact that I didn't need to do all that stuff but I was it was I was like butting heads with this world of but I can do all the things and I'm still me and I don't you know I don't want to be thought of as just a mum in inverted commas um I want people to know that I still do all this stuff and now I look back at that and and it's it has slowly changed for me but I still like to do all the things you know um but I think what we what we both quickly decided was if we can't do something we have to just let it go it's just Mm got to go we can't go to that event or be part of that thing or do that project just it's gone and something else will come along but just let it go 
It's really useful and valuable to have. And I just want to pick up on something you said there about I don't want to be just a mum because I'm very much of the attitude that mums are freaking amazing. They're like, freaking this is a amazing. full-time job of bringing up a human be- being, yeah. Yeah. all the developmental stages. And I'm reading a book right now where they're talking quite a lot about how mums, especially in the US, aren't viewed as valuable or they have a real sort of stigma around ways in which they're treated and not viewed as a useful part of society sometimes and that they're now out of work and they're not contributing to the school system or jobs or economy and I was like wouldn't you be celebrating these incredible women who are bringing a life force into the world so I have a very different view on it and I'll be curious to see how people react to me because I think I'll probably be quite an advocate for why in itself that is a full-time almost business that you're managing totally bringing up a human yeah and that's why my as soon as I'd had a baby, my whole concept and thought process around mums completely changed. Um, mm. And I was like, oh, my God, this is a full-time job in itself. And holy shit, can you imagine anybody else doing all those jobs that we tackle? It's just unbelievable. The, one, the, the mental load, right, that lots of people talk about now, um, and the juggle and the wanting to do all the things and being some, you know, raising, keeping a child alive, that every at the end of every day I go, how did I just do that again? Um completely <laughs> oh, lose them today. <laughs> completely. And still people I say to people, I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, I read some books <laughs> and I follow some stuff. Um and I ask some questions of friends that I really trust. But I I we literally make it up as we go along and then go, she's all right, she's still got her arm, or you know, <laughs> she, she climbed that thing and she's all right and she's fed. And I I have this concept of is she fed, is she watered, and is she near a naked flame? And if all of those are sorted out, then you know, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. God, <laughs> what a nightmare. Um, so if you you've got a book coming out. Yeah, I'm excited. It's my third book that I'm self-publishing called Suck It Up Princess, which is so, (laughs) so different for me. Um, In the past, I've written like part business and inspirational books, but this one is part personal memoir and self-help and just something where I've just blurted out all key lessons over the years on how to set boundaries and say no more and be self-compassionate and find romance. It's a real mix of like negotiating higher rates, what are you charging, what you're worth, all those things. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm really excited about it. It's like I'm birthing a baby and I'm birthing a book, which are two quite big things. <laughs> like amazing, totally amazing. And Jen and I also talked yesterday about our, so we've got a three-month um, launch business group that are kind of one month in. And we're at the money story. We had the money. We got them to all talk about their money story last week. And it was really emotional. And we warned them. We said, this is going to be huge because, you know, when when we did, we talked about our own money stories and how different they were, but also the whole thing about one charging more, um, learning about that, that comment that somebody might have said to you when you were younger that stuck. But also how, you know, the whole bad, we, I, I always liken it to um, Star Wars and Star Trek. So Star Wars... Can, constantly looks at good and evil when actually what even is that whereas star trek's all that gray stuff in the middle i kind of like that analogy about the two but how if you like money you're evil and if you don't you know if you're not doing it for the money you're a good person um and it brought up so many emotions for those women and such an honor to be part of that journey for them um for them to go oh my god i've never thought about this and oh my god that changes so much for me um and what's your because what's your journey with that and where you've got to 
Oh, I love that question. I love that you're teaching that and sharing that discussion because I'm part of um, a boot camp on money mindset and it's fascinating what triggers and patterns and childhood stories people have around money where they've really been taught by their parents early on, you know, rich people are bad or you shouldn't have too much of a good thing. Just all this money doesn't grow on trees, all these things that you hear and then you take in. Um, I've actually always been a real fan of having money and abundance to be able to invest in myself, invest in others, shout people things, give gifts, um, not so much spend on myself. That's probably my money story. I'm not, I'm good at spending on others and I'm good at saving and investing and buying houses and stuff. But when it actually comes more to spending on me, that's something that I think I need to do a better job of. Um, but I love having open conversations about charging what you're worth, negotiating for more, really valuing the work that you do. And I talk about it a lot with my clients because they underestimate all the years of experience they have, the credentials yeah. they have, the money they've spent on themselves to get to where they are as an, either a leading learner or an expert, and then massively undercharging. And we've all done it, including myself. Like I was undercharging for the course that I've just released last year, and I actually doubled the price after enough people were like, this should be double the price. I was like, well, when enough people tell you that, it's funny because I sometimes get into that. I want this to be affordable, and I want it to be able to reach people and make an impact versus... I should charge what I'm worth. I know I give amazing value and people are going to get incredible results. And I do think it's a fine line. So I love that you're bringing up the money mindset piece because I think it's something, especially women, need to be working on all the time. It's like something that is literally like mindset. It is something you need to be exercising and working on and pushing and challenging um, and stretching yourself in. Totally. And I, I also believe that unless you unpack all those stories about all of that stuff, you can't move a business forward to a next to its next level because you get stuck because they're always coming up, right? You're, we're constantly being challenged with what should I charge for that? And what does that mean? And, oh, what if a friend asked me to pick my brains, which I get all the time. Um, and, and I always say to people, if you're going to work with a friend, you double the price. Like you absolutely double mm. the price. I like that. Um, and, and there's so much more of a pain in the ass. No, right, totally. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, but it just constantly comes up and I know I never considered, I, I'd never had those conversations with anyone until I got a business coach and invested in myself a year ago. Um, and my whole life changed. That thing of, if if you say no to somebody who asks you to do it for a certain price, there's always going to be somebody who comes along up behind them who says, absolutely, that's totally fine. And, and I think that the more you do it and the more you practice it and it takes practice, the more you see that money just comes and goes, comes and goes. And and, and this thing, it's not even real. Like, it's not even real. It's something we made up. Yeah. And it's just I think I think actually dealing with crypto right now, which I've been, I would say, dabbling and taking more seriously recently has shown me that. Like some days I have a 200% return on my investment. It's crazy. And then the next day, you know, the market will adjust and will go down. And I'm like, cool, it's not really my money right now. It's play money. Sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. So not getting too hung up with it. But also just really being open to, as you said, money is energy. Yeah. And the more that you give out or the more in which you view it in that way, the more of it you can attract to yourself. And there are definitely times when I'm in a less abundant mindset and everything suddenly feels sticky or tight. And then there's other times where I'm just loose and wild and excited and it just it's money's coming in from different places and it's exciting so it's really that's why I love working on it all the time because I think it is important and it affects every other area of your life not to be so focused on money but what it can allow you to do and how it can allow you to help others yeah um, totally is what's absolutely important. um 
and we like I part of it I started a, a women's group it was a bit women's business group here three years ago um with a friend of mine and we um quickly discovered that women just don't want to talk about just business right they're always want to talk, mm-hmm. talking about we, you know we talk about boobs and we talk about biking and we talk about you know <laughs> the thing and the thing and the thing over here um but what we quickly discovered was we were like if we've got women who can't afford this price then there's another woman who will actually pay for that so that whole buy one gift one thing we put out there and it was so successful because women were like well of course like I've got a little bit more you've got a little bit less I'll just put that there and then you, no questions asked. And it just meant that all those women who wanted to be part of something could, but also the concept of if you need a babysitter, we'll just provide it. It's part of the price. And if you need to get, you know, we, we won't put, ever put anything on at five o'clock on a Thursday afternoon because that's hell time in most parents' houses. <laughs> um, and just those thoughtful things that had never been presented to those women before was like, this isn't mind blowing, but to them it was. And it's just like, but of course, like we can think outside the square of what's been done before. It's totally cool. And I just love being part of that conversation. It's just, yeah, it's epic. Yeah, it's a privilege, hey? Yeah, totally. So um, one thing that you, what do you hate about the coaching world? What's loud and and noisy and horrible to you that makes you go, Such a good question. Um, sometimes I hate being in it, to be honest. I know that sounds yeah. really odd, but, no, not um, at all. you know, I don't have any credentials. I'm not an accredited coach. I have done some training, um, but it was on at 5 a.m. Pacific time in the morning, so I didn't get my full accreditation for it. But I think I hate the coaches who have come in and given other coaches a bad rep and name um, who under... I don't know, who underpin the industry in a really poor way so that people are a bit more reserved about it or just weary. Um, And I dislike coaches who are like, do it my way, here's my... I mean, everybody should have a method and a framework, right, that has actually proven and got results for their clients. So I think it's important to establish that for yourself. But I really dislike people who are like, this is my way and this is how you do it and you'll get the results. I've always been a coach who's like... I will provide you with examples and case studies and my framework, and then you should adjust that and customize to yeah. fit you and your unique personality and your skills. Because just because it worked for me doesn't mean it's going to work in the same way, but you'll find the gems within it that you'll be able to take and run with. So I think that's the thing that I le- least like is those particular coaches, and you know, probably the ones I'm talking about, like in general, who are just like, follow my thing and you'll make millions. Yeah. And I'm like, no and also I think just being a more holistic coach where you realize what you just said it's not just about business it's about mindset it's about your environment it's about your support network um and those are factors and just where you're feeling how you're at like your energy things going on in your life and just being much more aware of that and I think women coaches do that particularly well as well because we are so much more compassionate about all the things going on all the things right and I I I love how you talk about you know, take from this, take from this, the gems that make you go, yes, that's me. Because, you know, and, and the rest of it, like, you know, it might go in and it might go out, but actually you've put something that really resonates for you. And then that's made you do something or change something or think of something or make yourself feel better or whatever. Um, And, and I love that. I love that, you know, just, here it is. It's on this platter and pluck from it what you like um, and use it in the way that you want to use it. 
just the choose your own adventure model, isn't it? Like, I, oh my take God. the things that work and are foundationally proven to be good, but then totally. choose your own adventure. But do you yeah. know what? I used to cheat with those books. So I used to <laughs> put my fingers into the page where it was and then go to the other two pages and then tell my sister that I'd done it. And she's like, my sister was like straight down the line and I was always all over the place. And um, she was always like, you've, you've ruined the book. Like you've ruined the book. Absolutely. I used to do that too. I do I do it either way. I'd wait for the what unfolded or I'd pick which one I wanted to go with that felt good to me according to how I was. I know, I know. Um, amazing. So um, are you ready for your quick fire round? Oh, I'm so ready. So ready. Okay. What do you do well? Simplify the complex. Ooh, nice. Do you wear a watch? I usually do. It's a Garmin watch for my drive. Triathlon training. I'll show you. There's mine right next to Oh, week. yes, that's the one. <laughs> um, one concert or gig that you'll never forget. Good point. Uh, it was Coldplay in London. Just epic. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, oh, London. Now you said London and I really miss London now. Yeah. Um, one country that you'd visit right now if you could? Portugal. It's one of my favourites. Like oh, one. my God. Oh God. I'm watching, I'm currently watching the Ewan McGregor motorbiking series. Oh. And I, I have to, it, it actually makes me quite teary because it makes me want to, I want to go to Peru at the minute. So I'm all like, oh, that's where yeah. I need to go. Uh, manicure, pedicure, or facial? <laughs> all three. All three. <laughs> I knew that. Yeah. If but, you're going to so, go out, go and pay yourself. <laughs> um, what brings you joy? Uh, handstands, cartwheels, and hugging my dogs and just playing with them. You know what? Handstands and cartwheels now hurt my shoulders so much, and it makes me feel really old when I do them. Um, Favorite swear word? Hmm. Probably fuck. Yeah. My partner's on, saying the c word right? a lot. I don't. Oh, yeah. I just actually think that's a little too far, and he's so <laughs> not like that. He's a very calm, measured person. So to hear it come out is yeah. weird. Yeah. I, I am a big C word fan. That's oh. all good. Because, you know, it's part of me. So, yeah. whatever. Um, and one thing you've tried and you'll never do again. Oh, that's interesting. Because I kind of like trying new things. Man, that's a good question. Something that I've tried and will never do again ballet. So when I was like six, I think mum took me along to ballet class and I pulled out of it partway through. I thought it was so silly that we were flitting around like butterflies. I don't know why, I just rebelled against it. I actually think ballet is really amazing, but I, yeah, not my thing. I also did ballet and got kicked out because I was bored and didn't listen to anything that was going on. Um, and I always talk about this because I interviewed Amanda Palmer, the singer, a couple of months ago, and she said, crystal meth so nothing that <laughs> answer and I was like I was like okay she's like I did it it was awful and I'll never go there again I was like very I was like, I can't be that. I can't hold that. By the way, talking about concerts that were super memorable, I went to her one in Wellington just after lockdown, the one that oh, got delayed yeah. and why she's here in this country. And it was it was such a surprise and so fantastic yeah, because I didn't know enough about her before yeah, I went Yeah, amazing. Totally amazing woman. Like, oh, it's such a privilege to be able to talk yeah. to her for a bit. Um, and tell me what you're going to go and do right now. I'm going to go and treat myself to lunch at a cafe because I can. The best yeah <laughs> um thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me it's go and awesome. have a wonderful day and good luck with all that you um you survey <laughs> thank and you we'll so see much very soon bye